I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello there. Welcome to the Best News Podcast from Livewire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This is the show where we talk about what is actually good out there in the news. I'm Luke Burbank, joined by Elena Passarello. Elena, welcome to week 14 of the Best News Podcast. Woohoo! Feels great to be here. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing really well, although in the less best news category, we received zero emails this week. Which is, <laughs> I think, like you were saying before we started recording, has to be because of some sort of incident yeah. with the internet, with the tubes. Something got clogged. It was a tax, tax, the, the tax uh-huh. deadline, and yep. um, there People was an Easter holiday. So I'm, sh- I'm assuming that uh, I don't know how that transla- translates to digital postage. Let's just go with it. Let's just okay. assume that it's not because people. I mean, last week was an embarrassment of emails. We had too many emails to read, and this week we have. In fact, zero emails to read. If you would like to reach out to us and tell us about the best news in your week or just any other observations, hit us up at bestnews at livewireradio.org. It's okay, Elena, because I have some personal pretty good news, which is that I am now the uh, soon-to-be-anyway proud, what do you say, father of, adoptee of a cat. <gasps> what? 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 Yeah. What? What? I got to look. I'm showing you a picture in the on the a Zoom screen. A little kitten who I've already named Bubbles Burbank. Bubbles Burbank is Bubbles Burbank a baby girl or a baby boy? Bubbles Burbank is a baby girl cat. Oh my goodness! Which I went and like visited the this was I this cat was being advertised on the internet. There was a litter that was born. Oh. I went and visited the cat. I played with Bubbles, and it was a it was a match. Oh. So now Bubbles is going to continue to live at home with her mom for a while. She's still kind of like nursing and getting you know used yeah. to being alive. Yeah, but. It's going to be an adventure. I've never, um, I mean, I've had cats in the past, but it's always been in kind of a different living situation. And while I was, you know, married and stuff, this is going to be my first solo pet raising experience. Oh, Bubbles Burbank. I love Bubbles Burbank already, <laughs> a tabby. And, you know, I bet she's going to like crash your your recording. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, in a couple of weeks when she's here, we're trying to record these things. She may just be like wandering around in the studio. I, I also want her to be a cool cat. Oh, look at that. You've got a cat. Back on your fancy chair that you bought with your Jeopardy money. They love podcasting. So uh, I'm sure that they will try to, she will try to, to, and also I can give you all of the weird cat toys that I've purchased for my cats that they refuse to play with. (gasps) 
I've already got a leash for her <laughs> that my girlfriend bought for her cat and never used. Um, I'm trying to. I want. I want Bubbles to be one of those cool cats that can like go out on a leash or like ride in the car, okay, or just be like comfortable moving mm-hmm. through the world, but not so comfortable that she's like riding on my shoulder as I walk down the street because that's a, a weird move. In that's my too opinion. far. With, that's with all due respect far. to people that are carrying cats around like they're in a Bob Dylan song. Just saying. The key to getting that is to start a Marley and to do it in tiny increments and slow, but really early. Don't just like put the leash on them and then take them outside. Like putting the leash on them, getting them to go outside and getting them to walk on the leash is like a six week process. Okay. I'm also considering trying to potty train her, like get her to use the human toilet, but that's down the road a little bit. That's purportedly easier than the leash thing. They sell a product, you know, for that. It's like a tray and it has little concentric <laughs> rings and you get them going to the bathroom in the tray and then it's the tray is shaped like the interior of your toilet. Then you put it in the toilet and then you slowly take out the rings. And then one day they're just using the toilet. Teaching yeah. them to flush is the hard part. That's really, that's the next level. My friend taught her cat how to use the toilet and flush it. <gasps> but then the cat decided it didn't want to use the toilet. It just wanted to flush the toilet. So her water <laughs> bill was like... <laughs> So just hopefully that will happen. Okay, well, we'll see. Congratulations, Luke. That's the best news I've heard all week. I'm very excited, I have to say. I'm, like, extremely excited to add bubbles to the uh, whole, I don't know, scene here. Anyway, what's the best news that you saw out there in the actual world this week, Elena? Okay, well, do you remember last week when I was trying to do, because there was a flamingo who was nicknamed Pink Floyd, I was yes. trying to come up with Pink Floyd songs and it, I only And you like, and I, unfortunately, like, considering <laughs> our age and considering what an expert on music you are, I mean, you really have studied a lot of different forms. You and I really couldn't come up with very many good Pink Floyd songs. No, I think on I could fly. only name three. And um, I think I could only name three songs. I can name four. There's Money, which mm-hmm. all the music dorks know because it's in seven, eight. Well, it turns out I now know one more Pink Floyd song. Okay. Because for the first time in 28 years, Pink Floyd has released a new song. Really? Yes. And the story behind it is amazing. So there's two members of Pink Floyd who are involved in this. David Gilmore and a guy whose name I forgot. Okay. And um, they- Other guy. Yeah, not Roger Waters, who quit the mm-hmm. band in the 80s, and not mm-hmm. Sid Barrett, who... No, he, he, he had an early run with the band. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Not anymore. But, um, and the rest of the band has been filled out with members who have been playing, like bassists and stuff have been playing for a long time, but that's neither here nor there. David Gilmore's daughter-in-law is Ukrainian. And mm. um, so, like a lot of us, he's really been paying attention to the things that have been happening in Ukraine. And he saw on Instagram the lead singer of a very popular Ukrainian band called Boombox. And the guy's name is Andrei Klivnik. And on his Instagram, he's standing in front of a public square in Ukraine and he's dressed, he's armed. Like he's, he's, he's armed. Wow. He's got a New York Yankees hat on and sunglasses and like battlements. And he's singing a cappella this World War I protest song called The Red Viburnum in the Meadow. It's become this kind of rally cry for the citizens of Ukraine. So it's this really powerful Instagram post. Mm -hmm. And Gilmore saw him singing it and then 
just started writing a guitar part to go along with it. Oh, because it was acapella, the original video. Yeah, and it's a real, I mean, I don't know that much about Pink Floyd, but I know David Gilmour's guitar has like this really specific sound and tone, and it's totally classic Pink Floyd accompaniment. And then he got the rest of the band to do sort of like the drums and bass arrangement. And then he called the guy from Boombox, Andre Klivnik, to ask his permission, you know, to release this collaboration that he's made. And Klivnik was in the hospital. He had been hit by mortar fire. Oh my gosh. Gilmore says it's a minor injury and he should be, you know, fine. But they've made this amazing song that the guy, of course, was like, yeah, of course. Yes. I (laughs) I love that part of the story where David Gilmore is like, hey, would it be cool with you if we, Pink Floyd, backed up your... Musical, like to this guy in 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 Ukraine, it must have just been like dream come true to get that email. Yeah, and this and he's also like a really. I mean, apparently they actually played together once in like oh, Belarus. Wow. Like they opened up for Pink Floyd, so they're kind of in some ways old buddies. I don't know how mm. much you know they interacted, but now they've got this song. It's called Hey Hey Rise Up, and all of the proceeds of the downloads and the purchases and whatever go to humanitarian organizations that are providing relief in Ukraine. And I have to admit, it sounds, I mean, it sounds great. Like it's, it doesn't sound like, you know, something that was just kind of thrown together or whatever. It sounds like a really beautiful, rousing song. And I love that it came from a moment of like social media Mm -hmm. and then they turned it into a song. Kind of like when like somebody talks to a news organization and then they get like an auto-tune, but like upper level, you know? (laughs) Right. And with extremely high stakes, like to the degree that this draws more attention to what's going on in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. it's obviously a huge positive, but yeah, the kind of organic nature of it. Have you, this is a kind of a, a, a sort of slight turn from this, but have you heard this theory that the CIA actually wrote the song Winds of Change. Oh yeah, I listened to a whole podcast about it. I was going to mention that podcast, Patrick Radden Keefe's podcast, uh, Winds of Change, is a great listen. After you've listened to all of the Livewire Best News podcasts. Yes. And all the Livewire episodes. And written us many letters. And Elena's other literary podcast. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What's that one called? (laughs) It's called I'll Find Myself When I'm Dead. (laughs) After you listen to all of those different shows, then check out Winds of Change because it's a fascinating story and it kind of like, you know, when I grew up in that era where it was like Winds of Change, the, that song and the Berlin Wall falling. I mean, mm-hmm. the power of that song and in my mind, how I associated the two events, I would have believed very much that literally the song Winds of Change physically destroyed the Berlin Wall by itself through its power of music. It's such a cool podcast too because it talks about all the other art organizations that the Mm -hmm. CIA were involved with, like the Iowa Writers Workshop and like a Nina Simone tour and all of this like abstract expressionism in the 40s. Like Who knew? Yeah. Dr. Zhivago. The the (laughs) The CIA was so instrumental in in (laughs) so many things that don't seem like they'd be, you know, classic spycraft. Correct. Um, All right. The best news that I saw this week is coming out of Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. where a clothing store called Missy's Closet is holding its fourth annual Say Yes to the Prom Dress event. Now, that would just maybe sound like Missy's Closet is trying to promote their selection of prom dresses, which maybe they are a little bit because they sell them. But what they're really doing with this project is they're giving away more than 1,000 prom dresses. Giving away. Giving away. Wow. So if you're someone who wants to go to the prom, but you don't have money for the prom dress, those things can get really expensive. Oh, yeah. You can go to this place in Manchester, Missy's Closet, and, there, and it's not just the 
dress. So if you go in and you say, hey, uh, you know, I don't have the financial means to get this dress, they'll give you a dress. Most of them are new. A couple of them are like gently used, lightly used. But they'll also, if you want, they'll do your makeup for you. (gasps) They have someone doing free alterations on the dresses. Also, you get free shoes with it because that's another thing. Like shoes are not cheap. Yeah. And they've got people coming in from all over the Northeast, descending on TJ Maxx Plaza in Manchester. <laughs> Get like people just lining up to, and it's, a lot of people are bringing dresses too. That's what's really cool. Is this like a lot of things has gotten huge on Facebook? Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of people who have dresses that you know maybe they wore to their prom or their kid wore to the prom, and they're bringing them in and donating. And then you got people that are coming in uh, who are in need of a dress. This really spoke to me because. I was a kid, you know, who grew up, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And I remember just dreading any kind of event or thing where there was a sort of assumed outfit purchase mm-hmm. that was going to cost money. Like mm-hmm. when I played sports, I hated it when my team had a specific kind of cleat we were going to get, mm. you know, because I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to like get these cleats, you know, or like mm-hmm. when the prom would come around, even, you know, as a, as a guy, which in those days, you know, traditionally we were all in tuxes. Mm-hmm. I was like really stressed about getting the tuxedo. Ooh. I did this move. I don't know if anyone at your school did it, Elena, where if you went to the tuck shop and you were like a rep for them, what? which meant you got to get 10 of your friends to sign up to rent a tux, <laughs> then you get your tux for free. That's so resourceful. It was Mr. Tux at the Northgate Mall, which is now uh, where the hockey team has their practices. But in those <laughs> days, it was just like a standard mall. So I was like the rep for the Tux shop or whatever. Oh, and the I spokes model, all, I believe. Is- I Believe me, they did not in those days, they did not want any photographic evidence of me in their outfits. It was not going to be moving product. But what I did, I went around my whole school and just had to get like all my friends to rent their Tux from that place. And then I got my Tux for free. That's great. I would love to give this uh, Missy's Closet my prom dress because Lord knows I don't think I could zip it up anymore. But my prom dress in 1996 got caught in an escalator. <laughs> that was you? I thought that was just an urban legend. That's true. It's uh, it was, it, it's one. It's totally back in style now. It's that really silky kind of looks like a long slip. And uh-huh. we had our, our big Southern senior entrance was to go down the escalator <laughs> And then I got off and somebody, it was a gold dress. Somebody was like, what's that big black mark? <laughs> and so I had oh, to hide no. it in the pictures. It was like a $40 dress that cost like actually like $50 to alter. But, and then I kept it for some stupid reason. So I have this <laughs> like this big black like scrape down the side of the gold dress. It's such a weird, th- I mean, you know, hey, for the kids that have fun there, great. Everyone should get to enjoy however they want to enjoy things. And also this is cool that this place is giving away dresses. But just as we talk about it, it sort of occurs to me, what an odd thing this is to have this hyper-formal process for these kids. I remember, mm-hmm. so again, I know all my stories go back to like not having a lot of money, but I remember also the deal was in my day, if you asked someone to the prom or the spring formal or whatever, you also then were paying. Yes. And I remember being at this restaurant in Seattle called Palisades and just thinking like analyzing every single thing my date was consuming <laughs> for if I had enough money. <laughs> <laughs> in my chat, I don't think I have a de- even had a debit card at this point, but just being like, Cassie, do not, please do not get a dessert. Like, just, oh, Cassie. is this check going to bounce? Just being like, <laughs> totally, like, not even having fun because I was so stressed about trying to pay for this dinner at Palisades. It's like that Louis Prima song, a banana split for my baby and a glass of plain water for me. <laughs> you were, you were. <laughs> that was me and my tux from the t- I also made the really unfortunate decision, I believe, of going with a 
<sighs> Nehru collar no. instead of a... No, you, you know, didn't. like the monkeys used yeah. to wear. I don't mean the animals. I mean the band. Like Davy Jones. Because yeah. I was like, I even in those days, I was like, everyone's wearing a bow tie. I've got to be cool. I've got to zig when everyone else zags. Mm. So I got like a Nehru collar. I may have even had like a hound's tooth no. shirt. I mean, it's this oh, photo no. is a real like they were. we're Everyone likes to make jokes about like how cringy they look and you know from their youth that's a whole movement you know cringe humor. This is one that is very really like cringe for me. Like if I were to see it I would feel bad about myself for 2 weeks. Did you have one of those 90s butt cuts that the boys had where it's parted no. on the side in a waterfall? To, I thought those were cool. Here's what I had for that particular dance Elena. And it wasn't a dance because I went to Christian school and they didn't let us dance. We had a formal banquet where a uh, acapella group would come sing. That was the dance. So you you got dressed up for the prom and then listened to somebody sing? Yes, basically. Oh. The hairdo that I was sporting was I wanted to, I had long hair. I wanted a ponytail, but it wasn't really long enough to all get into a ponytail. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, no. So I put everything that would go in the ponytail in the ponytail, and then I just shellacked down no, the rest no. of it oh, no, 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 <laughs> so no, that no. it just was kind of looked from far. It's like how Steven Seagal looks currently. Yeah. Just like from afar. It was like, that's kind of a thing, isn't it? <laughs> Do you, well, I mean, in my prom, all, all the boys took their shirts off and jumped around to House of Pain. So really, oh. it doesn't matter what you were You know, that into. might be a good argument for not letting people dance at these events. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the acapella group and the slick back ponytail. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't going anywhere because you're just sitting there listening to those acapellas. Yeah. Let's talk about what's coming up on the radio show this week. Comedian Lacey Mosley is going to be uh, making an appearance. She was on the second season of a Black Lady sketch show on HBO. She also hosts this really fun podcast called Scam Goddess. Me getting my free tuxedo could like be yeah. You know, featured, by the way, Lacey, if you're listening, I'm available to expand on that story. <laughs> talk about your hair. <laughs> yeah. It's a great podcast where people talk about like getting scammed and also kind of perpetrating scams. They're always like scams that are not super hurtful to people. It's not like I, you know, fleeced somebody for their life savings. Made it's off like or something. Yeah. I figured out how to get, uh, you know, a free uh, extra jello pudding at lunch when I was in eighth grade <laughs> or something. Anyway, uh, Lacey Mosley is going to be on the show. Also, Marley Matlin is going to be there, of course, uh, Academy Award winner for her role in Children of a Lesser God, and now part of uh, CODA, which won the Best Picture Award at this year's Oscars. So we're going to talk to Marley, and we're going to hear music from Kishi Bashi. So check that out. It is dropping, as no one says anymore, on Friday. <laughs> All right, let's say thanks to everyone who makes this show possible each week. Of course, Laura Haddon, our executive producer. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Our assistant editor is Trey Hester. Special thanks to our intern, Jonas Myers. Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. And our theme music was composed by A. Walker Spring. Thanks to all of you, the listeners, for listening to this. Tell your friends about it and send us an email sometime. Best news at livewireradio.org. We will be back here very soon. In the meantime, head on out there and have the absolute best week. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed 
and you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are LiveWire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about LiveWire. And thank you. 